Spurs fans, welcome back to another Spurs and Salsa. I'm your host, JD. And with us, as always, the one and only Mouse in the house. What up? What up? What up? What's going on? Man, another day, another week. Another, another dollar. Yeah. How's your week going, man? We spoke, well, it's been a week. It's been a week since we were. I know. Man, you know what? I'm happy. Like you're, you're happy. Yeah, man. I know the Spurs didn't win, but it felt good. What felt good? I so, guess we'll, you're gonna jump right into it, right? I know. Go. Sorry, I. I, I no, no, go for it, man. This, we're gonna get talk off, shop right away. We're gonna get it off your chest. I, I, you know, I'm not, I'm not really on Twitter, so I don't see what everybody's talking about. I, I mean, I, I try to get on every once in a while and look at it, but I know our group chat was was livid. At the end of the game, we're towards the end of the game last night talking about trade everybody and F the Spurs and all that. Some of them admitted it was not to not that bad. It was. You want me to read the the text? Let me see. Go look at it. Some a few of them admitted to not watching any games all season. I saw that because of Valley. They don't have Valley Sports. Yeah, it was. It was that bad. Okay, now but, but why, what do you I, man? How they they overachieved. Okay. They played okay. they played better than I thought they were gonna play. Okay. Um so how how can I be mad at these guys? At the beginning of the season, even a month ago, I'm not I'm not talking we're not talking about or well, I'm not talking about a play in game, not talking about making the top ten and getting an opportunity. And uh you know, they won a bunch of games at the end of the season and got themselves to a play play in game. How can I be mad hey <laughs> Come, coming later in the podcast. It's like it's like the little Wayne. Remember when little Wayne? Oh, you're not a little Wayne fan, so I probably shouldn't even say it. But people listening may know, little Wayne always would light. Um, you hear his lighter go off in a lot of his mixtapes on every song. Okay. Um, so maybe maybe that's your your lighter. That's kind of our cue when we're gonna review a beer at the end of the show. Yeah. For the longtime listeners, they they know the deal. They know what's coming. Yep. So but yeah. I, okay. Can't can't be mad at them. They're, they they overperformed. Were you disappointed in the play-in game itself? I mean, I want us to win. I wanted to win, so I wasn't happy that we lost. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But well, I guess more so the how we lost or who played. I mean, what are your uh, thoughts on the before we go into the season? What are your yeah. thoughts on the actual game against Pelicans? I think we came out like a one of the youngest teams in the NBA. We're way too too much energy. Kind of bouncing all over the place. We got into trouble with the refs. DJ Dejounte had to sit down way too early. Keldon was is a young buck. Couldn't was like over seven, right? I don't know if he got a bucket to the third quarter. Yeah. So we came out like a like a young team that was that you know never been there before, and didn't know what to expect, and and really couldn't control the energy that we had. Um. You know the refs were were kind of playing against the refs, but the refs were calling ticky tack fouls on on the Pelicans as well. Yeah, and, and then we came out and faced a veteran, CJ McCollum. They he had like I think at one point going into the half he had like twenty eight points, and our top two scorers I think were Pirtle and Vassell, and they had like twenty six combined. So that guy was playing lights out. Yeah, I mean man, I, I'm happy. I'm happy. I, again, I wish other I wish we won. But I'm not disappointed with with anything, how it went down. 
Man, what are your you thoughts? Have, you have a lot of positive energy. I like this. I was. I know because I was happy. Man, the, the energy going in, they were booing us. Like it, I, And I haven't been a huge fan of the playing tournament, but uh, but I was feeling it yesterday. Like I was excited. <laughs> I could feel the energy. They, they hated us. They were, they, I mean, yeah. the energy in that stadium where the arena was was nuts. Uh, So do you feel like it was important to get that out of their system? The yeah. Game? Yeah, it was, it, right? for sure. Yeah, it was and you talked about it a couple of weeks ago, like the the value that comes with playing in that play playing game is huge. They definitely needed it, right? Because they yeah, did, everything you just said is spot on. I can't add to anything that you said. Just like I do agree with you 100. percent And it did feel like it was important. And I know people that wanted them to tank are rolling their eyes right now that we're saying this, but the fact that they did struggle, the fact that they were a little too bouncy energy, you know, whatever you want to call it. It is. I just kind of wish I got a series out of it. Yeah, only because it feels like they need some, they need more. Right. And I guess that'll come later, but they do need, they did need to feel that atmosphere. Yeah, for sure. And Keldon, after the game, he looked bummed. I've never seen it. Like he's usually super bubbly smiling from ear to ear. And he seemed like he was, he was down on himself. Yeah. And, and, and they wanted it. Yourself. They wanted this. They wanted this game. They wanted to make the playoffs, and that's good. That's a good thing. Yeah, yeah for sure. Vassell came out hot. Primo got the start. I mean, I don't know, man. It was a uh, yeah. Like such a said, smile on your face. I know. <laughs> you, you liked you. I was excited. I was. I enjoyed it. I really there enjoyed it. All right, all right. I uh, nothing I can add. I think you said it best about the refs. It was ticky tack on both sides. It's just yeah. It took Murray out of the game. It took him out of his zone. The only thing you asked about Spurs Twitter, there's this pocket of Spurs Twitter that don't like DeJounte Murray. How? How would they not? Exactly. exactly. There's this bum out in Atlanta who's like, (laughs) claims he's a Spurs fan. And then there's some other ones that just hate Murray. So this, my only complaint was this game in their eyes, validated them. Even though it's one game, yeah, he just had one of the most historic seasons. Like some of his stats are put him in the same air as Magic and MJ. Like there's some weird stat that puts him there with them. And I'm not saying he's as good as them right now. What I'm saying is, he had a good special season, and he's in rarefied air for this season. But um, I do agree with you. I- I'm disappointed we didn't win because I yeah. I really wanted to win and, and you know get a little more experience under their belt and just have some see what they got. Um, I do think it showed a few flaws. What okay. they need, I think there's two things that this team needs. They uh, need a, a legit scorer, not a streaky scorer, not a oh this guy shoots pretty well sometimes. They need. I think I put on Twitter, a professional bucket getter. Yeah. He doesn't have to, you know, Don Harris from News 4 said that DeJounte Murray is a Robin and he needs a Batman. I don't know if I agree with that. I think Murray needs, or this team in general needs, they need a scorer. Because when McCullum was hot, we don't have anyone that can consistently keep up with him. No. You know, Vassell giving you 12 to 20, it's not going to happen every day. Um, 
even Murray, Murray, I mean, Murray averaged 21, but other than him, and even he, he's not like a go out and get you bucket. He's a, Murray's the kind of player that, that throughout the game, he makes his dent, makes his mark. Yeah, it kind of fills the stat sheet. Fills the stat sheet. Um, he's not someone that's going to consistently get hot for offensively. So I think this team needs a bucket getter, whether that's somebody on the roster already, like a primo or someone they can draft or somebody in free agency or trades. And then they need more size up front. I think they got out-rebounded by like 20 boards. Mm. And that's been something all year. That's not like a one. Yep. I'm not trying to completely judge off one game, but a do or die game kind of pinpoints some of your flaws. And so they need, if they're going to keep Jakob, they need a, a, a big four. They need a big power forward and they need a bucket getter. Uh, as of now for the draft, they have three draft picks. We know one of them will be drafted at number 21. One of them's at 24. The Spurs sit at ninth from the bottom. So if the lottery goes to chalk, they'll pick ninth. They could sneak, they have like a 20% chance to sneak into the top four. Um, but they need to get, they need to address one of the two things or or address both, right? Get you a, a power forward that can score. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to give you a week before we start talking about uh, potential draft, you know, targets. We're recording this a day after the play-in, so we weren't, I didn't want to tell you, oh, okay, go look at mock drafts or go study or whatever. I have already started to, <laughs> you know, it's just natural. As soon as your season ends, yeah. no matter what sport you're watching. Um, but those are the Spurs' big needs. What I like about this yeah. offseason is they have a bunch of cap space and they have three first-round picks. So whether they use all three picks, whether they trade up for with those picks, whether they trade some of the picks and maybe some of their younger players or a star play, you know, they have a lot of – ammo in their gun to go out and land some things and what we saw this past trade deadline is they're willing to make deals now this Spurs team is willing to trade so i like the fact that they're going in with cap space going in with a bunch of picks going in with young assets so i'm I'm excited i just those are the two things on my bucket on my bucket list checklist whatever you want to call it size and scoring. Yeah. But this team's close. Um, you'd imagine Keldon and Vassell and Primo take another step next year. I mean, Murray's only 25. He could get even better. Mm-hmm. Uh, you developed an all-star. You developed who this team's going to be built around right now. Trey's nice. Trey Jones is developed. Yeah, very good backup point. Yeah. With all that said, would you consider, I guess you kind of answered it with your big old smile today, but would you consider, <laughs> would you consider this season a success? Yeah, absolutely. Without question. Okay. I mean, uh, again, we started the season, I didn't think they were going to have an opportunity to to make the play-in tournament. And here, here they are fighting for, uh, for a playoff spot. So I, I think Pop got a ton out of them. And there, it was rocky, right? And that's what happens when, when you roll the dice with the young crew. 
You know, yeah. there, there's going to be a ton of ups and downs. I've said it before that we're going to beat teams we shouldn't, and then we're going to lose the teams we probably shouldn't as well, just because we're going to be streaky. And, uh, you know, c- coming out, I, I didn't think we'd be here. And so we struggled at point at, at some time, but then at the end of the day, we, we made it happen and we got into the playing tournament. And so anytime a coach gets, gets his players to, to overperform, I think, uh, you know, you get more to your players than what – what possibly they should have, then uh, then it's a success for sure, and it's just a readjust success. And I think that's why you know a lot of people were mad with the loss, but this isn't the you know Spurs team from ten years ago, right? They're not yeah. filled with veteran Hall of Famers. It's just it's a different team, and so for us to to be where we're at, I think is is huge. It's huge for Pop. Were you surprised that Becky Hammond didn't coach last night? Um, did you notice that, or did you know that? Uh, I th- I I read something that she left like immediately. Yeah. To the aces. Oh, something something. Yeah, something. Fell. We'll we'll worry about that later. <laughs> so she yes, she went to the aces after the regular season. So she was not. She did an Irish goodbye on the Spurs. She kind of just. Oh, she wasn't even there last night. No. I don't know if I knew that. I didn't. I didn't. We didn't see her just sitting there. I thought I saw her no, sitting there. We, no. We need we need to get you on Twitter more often, Mouse. Dang. That's where that's where the news breaks. Yeah, I like for, I like to break it on here and people get my my gut reaction right right when All I right. hear it. Yeah, so Becky gave us the Irish goodbye. Dang. I mean, she didn't give the team. I'm sure she told them bye and all that, but the fan base. And I'm not mad at that. That's at all. weird. Wow. It, that's really strange. They so must Becky's have had some not. agreement, like regardless of what happens with the season, she was she was gonna dip, I guess. Yeah. Is she and, on social media? Uh, she is, but she's not. She didn't post like she's thank not very you. Active. She's more like you, yeah. Maybe we'll get the official thank you and for the city, all that. Let me double check before I talk, cause yeah, that's weird. Hasn't, I... She hasn't tweeted. She retweeted something from the NHL Network in February. Hmm. Uh, yeah, she does. She's not a big tweeter. Tweeter. So yeah, she's gone. Um, end of an era for Becky. Uh, I'm happy for her. She, she definitely deserves the large role she's getting with the Aces. It'll be weird next year without her on the sideline. But while we're in the middle of saying goodbye to her, do you think that was Pop's last game? No, man, I don't. Have you heard those rumors? I heard one more year that they said, uh, well, you know, I saw him ask him about it at the end of the game last night, and he said it's inappropriate or what have you. And I saw saw a report earlier that said inside source and the Spurs are saying one more year. Um, But I I don't see that guy going anywhere, man. This is Mrs. Popovich, you know, passed away, right, a few years back. Yeah. this guy is, lives and breathes basketball, so I I think he's maybe a little rejuvenated with with his young team. I think he's excited about it, and uh, I don't I don't think I don't think he's retiring quite yet. I think every year we'll have this discussion, and every year it's going to be one more year yeah. um, until it's not. But but I think he's back next year. And we've talked about it how we we're always trying to push him out the door. Not we, but we're always asking, is this it? Or we've always set these imaginary dates for him that he's never said mm-hmm. 
the only reason that I bring it up today, because I don't even like bringing that kind of stuff up. Because again, yeah, why are you spreading rumors, JD? Be, hold on. <laughs> Sean Elliott said he wouldn't be shocked if that was his final game. Oh, I didn't hear that. So that's why. So it's the ninja spreading rumors. Not yeah. spreading rumors, but he's that quote and knowing how plugged in he is. Sean Elliott is, that's what made me nervous. Dang, I didn't know that. But um I'm with you though. I think he's I think he's rejuvenated. He said he says he has said that he's rejuvenated with this team, that he likes coaching this young team. He just has a pep in his step this year. Yeah. So I don't think he's going anywhere. Um but Sean Elliott did make me pause and made it to the point where I'm gonna bring it up on on here because because again, he's plugged in. He knows yeah. But we should know pretty soon. Um, I'd imagine Pop. I'd imagine Pop knows what he's going to do already. So, if he does, I think we would know before the lottery, or maybe after the they do the lottery balls, uh, which is in May. It's uh, May seventeenth is when we'll know in the Spurs. What pick we have, hopefully within the top five or so. But I would imagine he announces sometime before after then. that or before. Definitely before the draft, before free oh, agency. Yes, right. Gives us time. But um, but maybe he waits till the balls are dropped and then he says, all right, I'm going to leave with the new coach. You got coach. You got pick six, you know. Yeah. Come, come, to, come with us. You got pick six and 21 and 24, whatever the case may be. We'll keep an eye on that. Again, I, I'm with you. I don't think he's going anywhere, but it's not out of the realm of possibilities. Yeah. Uh, I didn't ask you, what do you – what's on your wish list for the offseason? You could be vague, specific. Man, I, I, I haven't looked at mock drafts quite yet, but I'd love to turn those, like, three first rounds – into like one top four pick or you know somehow squeeze in two higher round first round picks um because you know we're not gonna have three three rookies plus our how, how many seconds do we have next year just one i know we got a bunch of seconds i think we have just one next maybe two but yeah but you're right so this- we're not gonna have four four rookies on our squad next year so chances are one one makes it and the other three end up in austin so instead of filling that up Ross, I'd I'd much rather us figure out a way to trade up, um, okay, and and get a real solid piece. So you're a fan of trading up. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, in this instance, for sure. What if it also costs a player? What if we land at nine, which is where we're slated, right? Mm-hmm. Would you trade our number nine pick, one of our other first round picks? And a Devin Vassell for a top three pick. For a top three? Yeah. What's that's theoretically a Vassell? I don't. I don't know if I do Vassell, but I don't know. I I think hard about it because I think those top four picks are going to be huge. They're difference makers for sure. Um, maybe if we had the inside scoop, knowing we could bring in, 
you know, a, a max contract or, you know, a big name free agent as well. Like we knew something else was on the back burner. Okay. I may, I may be okay with that, but, but just that face value. No. So what if the number three pick is sitting there, a Jabari Smith or uh, one of the top three guys, Chet or somebody and the Spurs offer their ninth, their 21st and the sell. Are you doing that? Man, that's tough. The 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 do I do it for Vassell? See the question I start to think of is Okay. Oh, oh yeah. Go. Who who would I rather give up? Right? At this point, I know there was a lot of hype around Keldon and we're huge KJ fans, but would would I rather give up Keldon over Vassell? Oh, oh I didn't see this curveball coming. Right, like I, well, I, I'm, well, I'm gonna need you to answer that now. Yeah, see, I don't, I don't know. It's, it's uh, man, that's so tough. Who would you rather? Get uh, I need you to answer that now. Now I, I didn't. <laughs> I didn't. When I asked this question, I did not see this curveball. Man, I, I don't know. I can I'd have to really think about it. Like, I don't think it's as easy. Like, if you ask most people. I think because of the hype that's been around Keldon, I think uh, most say it's an easy decision, right? Do Vassell over Keldon, but I don't know if it's that easy of a of a decision, especially the way Keldon's. I mean, Vassell is knocking it out, right? And I know, I know it's just one game, but you start to worry: is this going to be something bigger than than just one playing game where Keldon can't make a shot? Um, he he tends to be kind of streaky right he led three-point percentage and or you know he did very well and, and we we're talking about that but there's some games where he's just he seems young and yeah and i don't know i so, posed a question i wasn't ready to answer i guess you made it yourself i know <laughs> okay so you're pretty even on keldon and and devin you have them pretty equal would you do either i know i know I think probably for like yeah. a top three pick. I uh-huh. think so. Okay. Because okay. those are huge difference makers. Okay. I, I think so. I try to I try to give up another first, right? I try to make it the three first over the two in a player. But if if that's what it takes, because what are we gonna get at nine, right? We we talked about it before, and you you ran the numbers. Like NBA All Stars are drafted in the top like seven, right? Like their average draft pick. The average last year, all NBA players were at eight or nine, if I recall. Okay. It was like eleven, but you take out Jokic. Yeah. It goes down to eight or nine. So on average, you're picking in a nice spot. Yeah. And I, there's one guy in particular that I have my eye on. At nine. But I'm gonna I'm gonna wait. Yeah. I'm gonna wait till you let you study for next week. But there's okay. someone that, and maybe I was just maybe I'm being silly, but I am in love because I realistically we're probably gonna be picking eight or nine, right? So I was looking around that area and I did way too much research. But again, we'll we'll push that for next week. But I wanted to see. So you're very much a let's get let's trade what we got and and get into. Um, yeah, I think that top three, top four, really. If you can, if you can get that high, I wouldn't do it for five or six. I think there's a, there's a huge, not a huge, but there is a drop off. Yeah, yeah. 
especially that top three. If you can squeeze into the top three. Okay. Now, are you willing to also trade assets like this? Let's say eh, kind of the same trade, but instead of trading into the up and excuse me up in the draft, you're trading for an all star. Yeah, for sure. Okay. Yeah, definitely. You're very much. Let's move these assets, and let's get a difference maker. Yeah, if we can get somebody, whether we have to pay, we have the cap space, right? If we have to pay exactly. for them, let's pay for them. We just, okay. I, I think we're we're a piece, maybe a piece and a half, two pieces away from really being title contenders with okay. the squad we have. And um, if if we can make it happen, I'm, I'm all for it. All right, I am with you on that, and that's why I like having all the bullets in the chamber, so to speak, for that. So I'm with you on that. And I um, just wanted to gauge your thought process. Okay. Where, where are you on Keldon versus Vassell if you have to give one up? I would rather give up Vassell because I think I think Keldon's timeline is next year. Like, I think next year he takes yeah. – you know, this year he improved his three-point shot tremendously. I don't want to wait. I think Vassell – Vassell and Primo and Lonnie, those guys aren't as advanced in their development as Keldon. And I don't want to go backwards if, yeah. if I can avoid it. Now, I would still do it if there's somebody that the Spurs think. If Jabari Smith's sitting there and Pop thinks to himself, that's the guy, that's going to change the franchise, then I'm all for giving up Keldon or Vassell or you know anyone else, except for Murray, only because Murray's an all star and. I just think I'm not doing that for a rookie. I'm not trading Murray for any rookie. Do you uh you've mentioned two names a couple of times, Chet and Jabari. You you don't have any love for Benchero? Yeah, no, no, those three. Okay. Those three seem to be the difference makers that everybody um rotates in their mock draft. So yeah, yeah. any of those three. And again, it would have to be I would trust Pop. If Pop says Let's go up and grab whichever one's left. Yeah, I guess I have Benchero going one, even though it's not might not be the case. But I would trust Pop if he says go get, let's go get That's that right. guy. I don't mind trading whatever we got for that. So it would be nice to trade for an established star because we do have the cap space. But again, there's plenty of plenty of options, and we'll dive more into those. Again, next week I want to talk mock draft around number nine-ish. And then maybe even around the 20s because we're going to have two picks over there. So take a look at those mouse for next week. Yeah, for sure. I'm on it. Did but you for- – uh, I'm sure yeah. you, you saw the ESPN gaffe about uh, the amount of titles Pop has. Yeah, they only put four. Why do they, why do they always hate on us? They and always you know what? do that. And, you know, sometimes – People might say, oh, Spurs fans are just sensitive. It's it, They're not out to get you. And then you do something like that, and then you're like, oh, they are out to get us. Yeah. And it just took me back to, was it last year or the year before when they just left the, left, left us off that? Was it, the, it was a poster, and they had all the playoff team? Or the, Except for the, us, yeah. Yeah, come on, man. So, yeah, we have – there's a reason why – we feel slighted all the time. Yeah, great, arguably the greatest coach of all time, and you're gonna you're gonna cut him short. And who like who's a fact checker in that? 
Yeah. It's it's common knowledge. Yeah. It's not like it's some obscure stat, right? Yeah. Like if they said his winning percentage is 722 and it's actually 746. Yeah. It's, it's not something like that. It's a championship that everybody yeah. everybody remembers championships. But whatever. So next week we'll dive into mock drafts. This week I asked you to not so much mock draft the Cowboys, but I wanted to I asked you this last week. They have three fifth round picks. What do you want the Cowboys to do with those picks? And it's a so, random question, but I just Yeah. It's a lot of picks in one round that I want it's gonna want you to want to pick your brain on where your philosophy is. So I don't know if I'm I'm feeling feeling like a gambling man uh-huh. the past few days, but I want them to try and trade up a little bit too. Like I think in the first think, round? No, no, not in the first round. We're talking about late round picks, right? Like we okay. I think we have all those yeah. fifth rounds. Maybe trade back into the fourth or use them to trade back in somehow get back into the third. But I want us to to look at doing some movement if if we can. Um there because we got those comp picks, but yeah. In terms of like players, man, I, I want us. Let's yeah, go. position. Yeah, it's hard. It's hard to mock a fifth round. <laughs> yeah, I want us to to look at some tight ends because, okay. All right. um, obviously we're franchise tagging them, but if we can if we can steal another another tight end, right, mm-hmm. and even you know ha- use them here and there, and then we don't ha- we don't have to, you know, we'll save that money next year. I think that that's huge. There's a couple of tight ends I saw. Um, likely, I think his last name is Likely. He's at a Coastal Carolina, and another one named uh, his last name is Otten. He's at a Washington, and and they're both kind of projected fourth, fifth round guys. So okay, so I you love did that. some research. All right, so you do yeah. you want it? You want some tight end play? There, yeah, okay? yeah, I want some tight end love back there. I man, I would freaking love if Trey McBride somehow fell to like late third. He's at Colorado State tight end. Yeah. If he felt, man, I would do everything we could to to get back up there and get him. But so you're you're very locked in on the tight end. Yeah, because I think we're I think we're overpaying for it there. Okay. So I, I want us to to save some capital if we're gonna, you know, Stephen Jones loves loves getting you know rookie deals and trying to maximize rookie deals and, and getting the best yeah. out of your team using that. So if we can do that there, I'd I'd love to do that. And if we're going late and news broke today. I want us to to look at a, a quarterback, and I think I think rumor had it we had a uh, the, uh, the the guys from Brown we had a quarterback from Brown Perry I think is his last name. Okay. Either came for a visit to the Cowboys, or somehow they 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 interviewed him with one of their interviews. Um, but uh, yeah, EJ Perry the Cowboys e. met with him Perry. today so. So maybe maybe look at a a late round QB um, just to get somebody else so we can finally cut Danucci at least off the practice squad. I don't want to see his name anywhere near <laughs> the Cowboys organization. <laughs> um, I mean we we still have Cooper right and Greer. Cooper's proven he's you know more than more than sufficient back there, but I I like to look at that. All right. What what about you? What are your thoughts late rounds so- for for the boys? So before I move on, I didn't think of this, but I am all in and drafting quarterbacks late in the in the draft. Okay. I th- I think you should be drafting a quarterback every other season. 
<laughs> for, for, well, a couple reasons, for, for a couple reasons. One, it's the most valuable position in football. Yep. And it's so hard to find a quality backup. Yeah. So you got to throw numbers at it. Two, if you hit on one of those, worst case scenario, you have a good backup. Best well, me, case scenario, you could trade them for better pieces. Yeah. No. Yeah. Like look at the Patriots, right? They always do that. Always. T- talking about drafting quarterbacks every two years. Last year, 2021, Cowboys didn't draft a quarterback, right? 2020, two years ago, we drafted Danucci. Yeah. 19, we didn't draft. 18, we drafted Mike White, who's no longer on the team. 17, didn't draft a quarterback. 16, Dak. So, so you're they on track. It. We've been yeah. doing it every two years since 2016. Yes. So this is the year that uh, that we draft yeah. a quarterback late, and I'm with you because I think okay. I think it's just like you said. We could if we don't use them, we could always dr- trade them, right? Yeah. And if you hit on one, you got great depth. Yeah. Uh. So before, well, I'm gonna go through my initial thoughts, and then there was some more breaking news mm. that might that might change what we're thinking. Uh, my initial thought was, I really want. To use one of the because so in the last three rounds we have five picks and it's tough to find someone that's going to make the run not all those five picks they're not all going to make the roster right yeah. no way i want to draft a kicker oh and look i get it that the, that the we Cowboys, don't do. and nobody does very yeah. very very few people do that and look if they did that NFL memes would have a field day. Everyone would be chucking it up about the Cowboys. Oh, they drafted a kicker. How stupid. I don't think it's stupid at all. One, the Cowboys don't even have a kicker on the roster right now that that you could say is an NFL kicker. So there is a need. And I guarantee you, as soon as the draft's over, they're going to be looking for the best college kickers and trying to land them as undrafted free agents you have five picks at the end of the draft just use one on the kicker you want don't play around with the undrafted stuff because if you get shunned we are sol if we don't pull in a kicker somehow yeah if there's a kicker that's really good use one of those picks it's either that or you're going to draft what a fullback that's going to be on the practice squad or you know yeah, an eighth wide receiver, whatever. Just that's kind of off the wall that that I want. Even if it's I the like seventh it. round, grab you a kicker. Yeah. Um, I think we should be looking at running back replacements. Yeah, I'm good with that. I like that add too. Some, add some depth. Um, I like your tight end thoughts because, yeah. to your point, if you can hit on the tight end position and let go of Schultz next year, yep, that's eleven million dollars in cap space. And to be honest, you don't even have Schultz after this year anyway, because right as of now, he's just franchise tag. Franchise, yep. So uh, you you literally need a tight end for the future. Now, a new position might have just opened up. As of whoa, 12 minutes ago. Break, you heard it here first. Do-do-do. Uh, by the time they hear the podcast, they, they probably already saw But cornerback Kelvin Joseph. Uh huh. Last last year's what third round pick, second round uh-huh. pick. Yeah, boss man fat. He is a person of interest in a Dallas murder investigation. Oh. I don't know. 
I saw this on Twitter before we started recording, but it was more like unsubstantiated rumors. But now Fort Worth Star Telegram is actually posting. So I don't want to just throw it out there as a silly rumor on the podcast, but now that it's in print, so to speak, um, I just had to put it out there. Now, wow. does that change your depth of the corner position? You've got to, you you got to hope that this is resolved. Either you know he's going to be charged, or you know, oh, he's just a person of interest because maybe he knows, yeah, who, who did it. Whatever, you need this resolved in the next two weeks. Not resolved as far as his case, but you need to know where he stands. Is he a person of interest? Or is he a suspect? Yeah, that's huge, right? Because we're expecting big things out of Kelvin Joseph this this year, right? His second season. Yeah. Um, he's gonna get a lot more playing time. And uh, man, that that I almost wasn't even looking at a corner. Like I didn't want us to draft a corner, unless you know, significantly better, you know, best available by by a long shot. But with with news like this, you you definitely have to wonder and you have to kind of reassess. I think they bring him in immediately, and I think they have a conversation with him. I mean, I don't know how upfront he's going to be, but I think you you need him to be uh to be honest. I don't even think you converse with him. I think you ask, you find a source within the department. Yeah. You need to know is he a person of interest or is he like a person of interest? You know. Yeah. Yeah. Now, is he a person of interest or is he a suspect? Yeah. And, and this is breaking, so we won't know too much right now. Maybe by the time this podcast drops in the morning, we'll know more. But as of now, corner might be another position the Cowboys are looking at. Wow. I will say this. Tariq Woolen, have you heard of him from UTSA? Mm-mm. He ran a 4-2-6-40. He's six foot four. 205 pounds. But he's going to be a, a second third round. With those kind of numbers, being that fast and that's and that big, he's not he's not falling too far. Yeah. Now, if you had Kelvin Joseph penciled in as a starter or you know, too deep, the Cowboys might have to start looking at that position as well. Yeah. Yeah, that I, I, that, that came out of nowhere, but I just wanted to get that out there. But I like your idea of tight end. I like the fact that you've got some names too. You, I'm going to be ecstatic for you if we take a tight end. Yeah, I'm gonna be. Because I can see, I could, I could hear it in your voice, man. You want I've, one? I've had these names since free agency started. Like when we were talking about <laughs> not overpaying our tight end. Yeah. Okay. I, I, I've been ready for this. Like we didn't have to pay him. We could draft. Let's keep Cooper. You know where I was back then, a month, a month and yeah. a half ago, whatever it was. But yeah, so I'm, uh, I'm hoping we. We still some still a tight end. Okay, uh, all right. Kind of mid to late round, mid to late draft. All right. Um, any other news? Did you watch the Masters at all? Are you a Masters guy? Man, did, I the Tiger hook you. So listen, I I don't play golf. I don't own a set of golf clubs. Um, but when Tiger plays, man, I watch. I'm tuned in. I'm locked in. There's something he does. To me, to to golf, there's probably millions of people around yeah. the world like me that don't watch, don't ever watch golf. Mm-hmm. But when he's playing, you're tuning in. So, I watched, uh, I watched some of Thursday. He had a good round on Thursday. He did. Uh, he actually did. 
so Friday I was locked in. I was working. I had it on the entire day. I was like following it. Um, didn't miss, didn't miss a, a stroke of his. And then, um, Saturday I didn't see it. I was doing a bunch of things and he, he kind of he blew, blew it up. Right. Yeah. His, his body was breaking down. He's, it'll be tough. I wonder how, I wonder if going forward, he'll be, he'll be better conditioned to walk and to play four, you know, four rounds of golf, but you could, I mean, that's why his scores literally got worse and worse. Yeah. I mean, he's lucky to be walking again, right? There's, I mean, they yeah. were questioning that for a little bit after the how, accident. How crazy is it that he's so beloved and his image is so – it's held in such high regards that even though he was probably under the influence and wrecked his car, we're all treating him like, yes, come on, you're a hero. Yeah. People I, are like, you're a hero just for playing golf, like – even before that, you know, him as a husband, yeah. right? He didn't, didn't have, like, off the off the yes. field stuff is horrible. Running through, running through those hood rats. Yeah. But, but we love Tiger, man. He can't do anything wrong. He can't. He's got the uh, best image in the world. Yeah, yeah. Nike Every, never drops him no matter what. No. And the fact that all of America was treating it like he's some big underdog this year, this past yeah. weekend. Yeah. It's, it's mind-boggling. Good for him. You know yeah. what? But it's it's crazy. He's got the craziest PR. He's got his fa- craziest story. I just we've turned on athletes for way less. Yeah. Oh, for sure. And Tiger keeps on. Not Tiger. He he has a special place in our hearts. Yeah. Man. How uh, I know your son plays a bunch of golf. Was he tuned in when he could? Yes. So this is the most I've ever watched the Masters. Okay. And just a little backstory: my nine-year-old is a, a really really good golfer he's he's really really good he's on a golf team so my wife and i we you know we're into golf now because our son plays golf i've picked up the sport as every middle-aged man does <laughs> um, and my wife you know for my my son's tournaments she gets a golf cart and she follows she follows them you know she just like you go watch Little Lee or whatever you watch. So she sat there and she's into it and she's asking me tons of questions. And I'm fairly new to golf myself. So, I mean, she's asking me how much the caddies make. She's asking me how many, <laughs> how many golfers start off the Masters, how many make the cut, things like that. And then, uh, of course, my son's into it because he plays. And then what made it even better is Scotty Scheffler wins. He's a Longhorn, so my son's a huge Longhorn fan. So Scotty and Jordan Speed, those are his boys. So it really hooked it. No pun intended, it really hooked us. Yeah. The Masters. So yeah, man, the Masters was a big deal in my house this weekend. That's cool, man. Did y'all, did y'all eat anything special? Like are you what what are, what are people eat during golf tournaments? <sighs> They barbecue is it... so. I think Just... I think I think the Masters is pimento cheese. Okay, and I only know that because David Chancellor, who's on News Four San Antonio, yeah, he used to have a, a radio show on ESPN SA. He would always say pimento cheese. So did you did you munch on any pimento? I didn't do that, and and I should have because. 
one of the first restaurants we've ever reviewed on this podcast is Cullum's Atta Girl. Uh, and they have a yeah. fried bologna and pimento cheese sandwich. That's amazing. It's amazing. I remember I remember hearing y'all talk about it. I wasn't doing the podcast then, but I remember listening and hearing you talk about that. So they're they're known for their Nashville hot wings, which are really, really good. But man, that, that fried bologna and pimento cheese sandwich just it's really good. I've tried to recreate it at my house and I can get it close, but not like yeah. Cullum's does. Nah. But um I should have done that. I should and I remember telling David Chancellor, you should go there since you you know for the masters. Yeah. And he I think he I don't remember if he did or not, but yeah. So I I didn't do that for the Masters, but uh we did watch a lot of it. There you go. ESPN I know. Plus has a great I love ESPN Plus sidebar. I just that's the best five bucks a month I, I spend. I need to watch that more. I don't I usually don't turn it on too much. I watch it because I'm big into college sports. So for instance, yesterday UTSA baseball was on ESPN Plus. Um a lot of college base, a lot of the UTSA sports are on ESPN Plus. And then the Masters had a lot of coverage. You could pick who you wanted to follow in the in the group, what channel. Uh San Antonio FC plays on ESPN Plus sometimes. There's just always a reason for me to have it. Boxing, top rank boxing, uh, UFC does a lot there. Yeah. And I have Hulu Live. And since they're both owned by Disney, Hulu Live, it just throws my ESPN Plus onto Hulu Live. Oh, that's nice. So when I, so when I channel surf, it just adds all those sports. So when you go to my Hulu Live, I got a gazillion sports events going on on there. So it makes it very easy. Like yesterday, I was watching the Spurs game, and during the timeouts or halftime, I could switch to UTSA baseball, no, no problem. But this is not a commercial for ESPN Plus. They're not paying us. I just, I really enjoy it. We'll take the free subscription, though, if you want to pay us. Yeah, they want to throw it out. So speaking of the Masters, the main coverage was on CBS, I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but I was watching on ESPN Plus, but apparently they on CBS they kept showing Shuffler's wife. Okay, like showing her almost too much. And when I heard it on another podcast, I was like, "What in the hell are they talking about?" I never. Is she saw a smoke her. bomb? Is she good? Looking? I don't know. I don't know because ESPN Plus wasn't showing that they were just showing golf. Like they didn't. Yeah. I guess CBS found that as a story. I think they're high school sweethearts. So uh, they made it a story. And I was listening on the podcast, like, what in the hell are they talking about? I didn't see any of that. But and then I remember yes, I was on ESPN Plus. Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah, I, I, watched, I didn't know. I didn't even know where to watch it. So I was watching on Friday on Paramount Plus. They they had it on there. So that's where I was. Oh, cool. That's right. Hey, I was uh, going to ask. I, I know, I guess the week before when Tiger was playing in a, di- a different tournament, they made a big deal about him wearing foot joy versus his Nike shoes. Does a uh, does your little boy does he have a like a favorite golf wear attire like a brand? It seems like a, a lot more people were wearing Nike than I'm used to seeing. I mean, again, I don't watch golf ever, but there was a um, ton of Nikes there. It's funny you bring that up. He's nine years old, so just finding a golf shoe. Oh yeah, that's true. <laughs> it could be freaking Spalding's, bro. Right, right, right now. Take it. So he does have Nikes right now. Okay, but I there he's actually growing out of them. And I'm having a real hard time finding golf shoes his size. Got it. Uh, some there's kids on his team that wear foot joys. 
uh, and it's funny you mentioned golf shoes because I wanted to treat my, you know, you have, you know, you have those moments as a father, you're always everything you get, you give to your children and your wife, yeah. you know, you're always sacrificing, always sacrificing. Well, I got a bonus at work. Oh, and I thought, man, I want to spur just a little bit on myself. Nothing crazy. Yeah. I'm not going to spend the whole, not even a, not even a percentage, a real percentage of the bonus, just something. What would I buy? What would I buy myself that I'd never, that, you know, something I would never spend money on myself except for because yeah. of a bonus. I went you and got spoil this, yourself. I went and got myself the Jordan golf shoes. Oh, that's they're, nice. They're what, what number? What Jordans? What are they? <sighs> Sorry, that's I put you on point. the spot. No, I don't remember. I've only worn them once. Uh, Man, you look good. You play good, bro. I know. And I'm horrible at golf. It's funny. My kid's <laughs> nine. And the only reason I beat him is because as an adult, I can just outdrive him. Stronger. <laughs> but he, he drives the ball so well for his age that even that's like shrinking. So, <laughs> enjoy. You probably only got a couple more years. Uh-huh. Hey, uh huh. Hey, What? It's the Air Jordan threes. Oh, threes. Oh, that's so, nice. Right? Oh, you can't see. Yeah. Can't see it. ADG threes. Yeah. Oh, that's yeah. nice. Where What's did you order them online? That one I did. Yeah. Yeah. Did on Nike. Yeah, I just got a I got a special request from one of our uh, listeners. They just they just text me. They want you to put on that helmet that's back there on that uh, on that couch behind you. They want you to do the rest of the podcast in the helmet. Oh, what is that? So obviously nobody texts you because we don't record this live. <laughs> it's a Cowboys helmet. I, I figured I could see the stripe. Um, my five year old. That's what he wanted. One of his Christmas gifts was a Cowboys helmet. Oh, that's cool. My boys are very into um. Whatever they see on TV, they want to do. Oh, yeah. So when, when I watch the Cowboys at home, they're throwing a ball around, right? Yep. And my five-year-old's like, okay, I really want an actual Cowboys helmet. Because they both have jerseys. Like, um, My oldest got a Trayvon Diggs jersey this year for Christmas. My little one got the Dak. So they have jerseys, but they were like, I want – the little one's like, I want a helmet. I want a Cowboys helmet. Uh, so that's what's that was in the background. Yeah, man. I like, I like how you. The best part about right now, so nobody texts you. <laughs> they did because we don't record this live. <laughs> nobody can see this right now. Why do you have to call me out? They don't. They could, but, it could be like some magic. But I love the fact that you looked at your phone, pretending <laughs> someone that like you played it off. Bro, I'm playing it off. Yeah, that's what and I'm doing. I snap, like nobody texting. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. But yeah, watch the Masters. Um, man, you, I lost my train of thought. What was I thinking? Jordans. Jordans. The got, the, got the shoes going. Some foot joys. Jack, little boy is having, getting some new kicks. Hopefully soon. Yeah. Um, anything golf related for kids is a little tougher to find. Yeah. Very expensive sport. Um, my parents put them onto that, so they're in charge of the club situation. Yeah. <laughs> Ain't nothing wrong with that. Uh, yeah, my mom bought him a nice driver. Not to get too off topic, but yeah. But it'll be interesting to see Tiger how he looks going forward. What's the next big tournament, or what's? I think the U.S. Open's next. Okay. And they think 
it'll be easier on him because it's not as big of a course to walk. Mm-hmm. Uh, U.S. Open. It's August. in June. Oh. June 16th. Um, now, on my son's tournaments, I have to caddy for him. And we're not allowed to use a cart. Oh. So I, under, I understand the walking part and how some yeah, courses are bigger. Can be tough. Um, so I get what they're coming from. So I guess the, I guess Augusta's huge. Yeah. And there's a lot of hills, so that would be the roughest one for him and for to walk. Yeah, legs and back. From what they're saying is it'll get easier, basically. So we'll see how he reacts to that. The, I was, since we're talking about it, I might as well ask. I I couldn't answer it right. I was we had like I said, a golf was on at my house too. So my wife was asking me questions, and one of the things she asked me is, why do all the caddies wear like mechanic white uniforms or jumpsuits, right? And I've always they've always worn them, but I, I couldn't answer that. It, wh- where did that stem from? Any idea? Like wh- what the heck is that? I don't know why the little smock. It's funny you say that because one of my cousins almost demanded that I buy one for myself. <laughs> that would be nice. You should for your son do it for him. Because what I do is I'll wear we'll wear matching polos. Yeah. So I don't know why the caddies wouldn't just rock the cool polos like the like the golfers do. I don't know I. Honestly, golf is such an old traditional sport, kind of like baseball. Yeah. yeah. It probably started off that way at some country club that was played, yeah. and then it just carried on. That'd be my guess. I was I was really upset. I think it was Thursday night. Was Tiger's caddy rock like he had it open like yep, three buttons and he was wearing a a Giants yes a Giants yes. shirt and then he had a little Giants notebook and I was like, man, get this man out of here. What is he doing? I love. I know we like to argue on here, and we haven't been yeah. lately. <laughs> yeah. I am so in sync with you that as soon as you said, as soon as you, you know started that sentence, I knew exactly because <laughs> it bothered me too. Yeah, like, like, I up your shirt. And then you know, Sheffer's from Dallas, so he's probably a Cowboy fan. So then it made me happier about myself and, and about yeah. the whole Masters. <laughs> yeah, but yes, you're right, and I never knew that, and I'm sure it's common knowledge. We just haven't watched. Yeah golf in a while but oh. but yeah you're right the caddy is a Giants fan yeah, man. yeah my wife was into it and she doesn't she sit was. there and watch anything and if she does she's kind of on her phone like she was watching the Spurs with me and then she's on her phone but man golf golf's hooked her because it's because her kid she's a little boy yeah that's neat man that's exciting but uh yeah so we'll the next big tournament is the U.S. Open. We'll see if Tiger plays like one of the ones in between, which I'd imagine he'd try. Yeah. We'll see, man. Uh, besides the Masters, the world wants to know, Mouse. What are you watching? Man, it was uh, it was another boring week of TV for me. We don't have much. Spurs were kind of out, right? I mean, when did they? It felt like they had a few days without any games. Yeah. So, so there wasn't that. I watched the Masters, you know, Friday and Saturday when I could. So, man, it was another week. You got to get your brownies points, boys. So if you're listening to All right, this, okay. watch some watch some TV with your girls. They enjoy it, even if you're just sitting there scrolling on your phone. So um, I watched uh, some more Bravo reality TV for me, more Below Deck again, and Summer House. I'm, I'm hooked on those shows anyway. I hate to admit it, but I watched those with her. Mm-hmm. Um, and then 
the only thing I watched for me, and I'm kind of getting, I was excited about it and getting ready for the new movie, is I watched Top Gun. I think it was on Netflix. Um, so it I know is. I, yeah, a couple weeks ago, the Top Gun, the new Top Gun trailer came out, and that, I got stoked for that. And so I saw it on Netflix. Actually, I think it was on TV, and I caught a little bit of it. I said, no, I'm going to go put it on, and I found it on Netflix. And so I watched, uh, watched some Top Gun. And uh, Is it crazy which, how, how much it holds up? Yeah, man, that movie is so good. <laughs> Listen, if anybody's listening or has anybody oh, ever been on this yeah. podcast and they don't like Top Gun, they need to just go somewhere else. Like, what are they thinking? How do you not like that movie? I'm not going to say too much. For our longtime listeners, that's a little Easter egg for you guys. Mm-hmm. I keep, and we'll keep it. Oh, that movie's so good. It's, it is. And it holds up so well. Like, it. Not everything holds up as good, you know, great, but man, that movie holds up. Yeah. Did it get you pumped for the new one? Like, are you like psyched? Oh, now? for sure. The, yeah, the the trailer got me pumped for this. Did you watch the trailer? Oh for yeah. The new one? Yes. Yeah. So that one gave me like goosebumps when it realized it's Goose's son, and he he said oh. something about like I'm not gonna be like my dad or something. I was like, I oh my gosh, that's his son. Yeah. So that got me stoked for the movie, and I watched the movie and. Then, I started, uh, I got even more excited, so um, I'm ready for it. The theater, the weekend the movie comes out, it's, the theaters are going to be hilarious, right? Because it's going to be a bunch of Gen Xers, I guess, older millennial, you know, just men from the ages of 35 to 50. Just, It's going to look like an old frat house. Every movie yeah. theater in America. And it's funny you say that because I was at, as a matter of fact, I was at golf practice yesterday for my kid, and the, the dads were all sitting, were all sitting around, and one of them has the Danger Zone as his ringtone. Oh. And then we all of all of us, of course, like, oh, you ready for that movie? Uh, <laughs> we all, I mean, it's to the point where we're almost like slamming beers, getting pumped for it. Like, yeah, getting exists, man. You're gonna have to FaceTime me from the movie when you watch it because my wife's due about that time, like that couple of days before oh. I think it comes out. So. <laughs> I was like, I don't know why you're getting excited. You're not gonna watch it. So. Oh, she 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 nipped it in the she butt too. Out. Like you are not going. I'm gonna have to make a HEV run or something for two hours and go watch the movie by myself. Now the only good thing is nowadays movies go to streaming sites a lot Wait. quicker. Yeah. Because you know most of these movie uh, studios are owned by the same company that owns the streaming sites. Like, for instance, the Batman movie that just came out, mm-hmm. it's going to be on HBO Max starting next week already. Oh, wow. Yeah, that's fast. So Top Gun will be on Paramount Plus pretty quick. So you don't have to wait. I'd imagine you don't have to wait too long so you can watch it at home. But, yeah, man, if you could sneak out, maybe say you have work. Something came up with work or. Yeah. <laughs> but then you're going to come home and you're going to be able to talk about it. I know I had that happen maybe about, I don't know, six or seven years ago with the movie. Oh, you know what? It's probably maybe longer than that. It was with the movie uh, Sicario. Do you remember that movie? Yeah. Benicio Del Toro? I uh-huh. loved it. I had a buddy at work one afternoon was like, hey, let's go watch it. And I was like, what? And he was like, yeah, let's go watch it. So I was like, okay. So we just went and watched it during the day. And then like that weekend, my wife was like, hey, let's go. I want to go see this movie. And it, she was like, let's go see it tonight. And I was like, oh, what movie? And she, t- I was like, I had to tell her. I was like, <laughs> I'll go with you, but I already saw it. <laughs> really? Oh, it was the worst. It was the worst. But, but yeah, so that's happened before. So you didn't tell her till she brought it up. 
I think I don't know. I don't know. I don't think I told her until like she, yeah, until she brought it up because it might have been like a fright. Like it might have been the day it came out, and she wanted to go watch it that night. Like it was it was pretty fast. Oh, it was real fast. Okay. Yeah, yeah. It was kind of and the way it happened was kind of weird. Like it, I was like, hey, let's go, and we just uh, we went to the movies. I was like right across the street from the office. So I remember funny story. when my first son was born. A month later, The Dark Knight Rises came out. Oh. And my wife surprised me by getting, uh, I think my mom to babysit and took me to the movies. Oh, that's nice. It was dope. Because The Dark Knight was one of the biggest movies of all time. And the, it was the yeah. third movie. Was like, oh. That's cool. Hey, I was going to ask, I don't know if it's on your watch list, but a few weeks a few weeks ago we talked about on Paramount+. Plus. Um, I, haven't, I haven't watched it. You haven't? Come no, on. No, and I just, it. I don't, I just haven't. I, I don't know why. All right. I honestly no. Honestly, what it is is my kids are in baseball, um, Spurs and everything else. I don't. I haven't watched too much. I do have a okay list um, this week. Are you done with yours? Yeah, yeah, for sure. Okay. Just cut me off, bro. Just forgive me. <laughs> well, could you? Well, could just you stop. Up? I just <laughs> mute, mute myself. Bye. Let me know when you're done. <laughs> no, because you brought up what I'm watching. What I'm not. Watching. <laughs> I'm watching Winning Time. Yeah, it is so good. Is it, it is still pretty good? good? Yes, it's even better now. For those that don't remember, that's about the Showtime Lakers. Uh, it's on HBO Max. Very vulgar. It's not. It's not something you can watch with your kids at all. But uh, it's still really good. And because I watch Winning Time, you know about Magic and all them. It rolled into. Uh, HBO Max put, oh, suggested for you the Magic versus Bird documentary. Mm. So that I watch that. Yeah. And it's really good. I, I just, you know, because we were kids when they were when they were doing their thing. So there's a lot of little nuances I didn't remember, I didn't know about. It was really good. So then it rolled into, hey, there's a documentary on Kareem called Minority of One. I was like, all right, I'm watching this. Watch That's really, really good too. He's led, he's led such an interesting, crazy life. Uh, so I watched all those things on HBO Max. Uh, I'm watching Moon Knight on Disney+. Plus. It's very trippy. I can't decide if it's... It's going to be one of those things where you have to judge it at the end of the series. But it is very trippy. It, it moves quick. But um, I had this discussion with some friends... Half of them think it's amazing. One of them thinks it's horrible. So I think it's going to be one of those shows where you, you're not going to know the full story. You're not going to know how good you think it is or not until the whole thing. But so far, I like it. Is it a... Um... It's a Marvel show. Got it. But you don't need to know anything about Marvel. It's kind of its own okay. thing. You don't have to... It's with Oscar Isaac and Ethan Hawke, I think. Yeah, Ethan Hawke. Uh, that's it for me. Like I said, I, uh, kids keep me busy, man. Um, I do want to watch, you're talking about Mayor of Easttown. Yeah. Um, uh, maybe I'll start that right now. Cause I don't have to wake up or my kids are off tomorrow for good Friday. So, Oh, maybe I'll stay up and watch it. No wonder you got me up late, bro. You're off tomorrow. Yeah, man. Oh no, no, I'm not off tomorrow. My kids oh, are yeah. off tomorrow. The kids are off. Yeah. I have to get up and take them to school or anything. Nope. Get to sleep in a little bit. Right now they're all into Harry Potter. Like they're just wrecking on Harry Potter. Really? Yeah, my older one, he's a big reader, so he's read the first two books. He's a nerd, dude. Like 
I pick up his backpack, you know, to hand it to him, and it's heavy as hell. <laughs> and he's got like four of the books in there. I'm like, dude, you only read one at a time. What the? Yeah. He can t- tell him it's alright to be a nerd when he's as good as he is, like in baseball. Yeah, and no, I, yeah, exactly. He's not like a dork. He might he might be nerdy and read books. But he ain't no dork, bro. That's my BFF. Hey, he's, he's got the Watch what you going. say. He's got the mullet going. Yeah. <laughs> pitching and hitting golf balls. Uh, yeah, so I honestly, they've watched most of them without me. So I've never watched Harry Potter. I wish they would have waited for me, but they're already on the fourth one. So. Oh yeah. No they've already passed. They've passed me up. Matter of fact, I'm watching it right now as we record this. Uh, but yeah, that's all I've already watched. I'm trying to, I'm trying to think. There's got to be. And then my usual shows, The Wonder Years, um, which is still really good. Abbott Elementary, which is great. I can't recommend that enough. Um, even that, though, I'm behind this week just because of the sports. But now that the Spurs are donezo, it'll be a little easier to fit in some TV, especially during the weekend. Are you uh, Are you going to keep watching the NBA? What's that like for you now that the Spurs are out? <sighs> yeah, but not religiously. Yeah. I'm not going it's not appointment TV. Yeah. If I'm home and I have I get the remote, maybe I put it on. I'm a big music guy too, so like I like to bump music throughout the house. So maybe the game will be on, but maybe on mute and then you know playing some maybe some ice cube from last week's concert. Oh yeah, that's right. How was uh, that? It was amazing. It was really, really? First of all, it was packed. San Antonio came up. Came up. Yeah. So for the exactly exactly it was. Um it was Ice Cube, Snoop Dogg, E40, and Too Short. And they have a group called Mount Westmore. And they only have one single out. So they they come out on stage together and they sing their single. And then after that, they bring out these tables on stage. And they pretty much put all this liquor. So there's it's like a bar on stage. Huh. So what they do is they're making themselves drinks and they just pass the mic. So Snoop Dogg, Gin and Juice, sings one song, Gin and Juice, and then he passes the mic to Too Short. And then you get a Too Short song. And, oh, then, and they do it for a few hours. And it, it's bumping. amazing because they're just singing hits. They're not doing a set. They're yeah. only doing hit songs. And every song you're getting a, a, a new rapper you know it was really it was a really well done concert i thought maybe they would do like sets like oh e40 opens and then too yeah short. but this was a way better way of doing it and then they'd help so, each other a little bit um i heard it was a uh, kind of smoky in there yeah man it was extremely smoky in there yeah it's funny because i uh I tweeted about the concert on our Spurs at Spurs and Salsa. You could follow us on Twitter, Instagram, even our Facebook page is very lively. And somebody on Twitter said, Oh, I gotta clean up after the concert. I'm sure I'm gonna find plenty of blunts. Yeah. Just, yeah, man. It was it was pretty smoky. Dang. It was extremely smoky. Uh good thing the Spurs don't have any more games in there because <laughs> they might not pass the next drug test. Yeah. But yeah, it was a lot of people our age. It very much it was a Kabooms reunion. Damn, I, I I went to my first ever concert at Kabooms. Saw Coolio there. I was I think I was in seventh grade. <laughs> I remember that concert. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, that was a long time ago. 
All right. So, yeah, that's what I was watching. That's what I was doing. Dang, kabooms. Yeah. That's how I discovered Shea Serrano was from San Antonio. When he was still writing for Grantland, he mentioned kabooms in one of his articles. He's like, wait a minute. Whoa, what the hell? I mean, now he makes it well known he's from San Antonio, but that's when he was starting out. I was like, oh, this he's one of us. Yeah. Uh, before we go, as you guys heard, we cracked open some beers before the show. We are reviewing Alamo Brewery. They have a new beer out. It is called Beer on a Stick. It's a Mexican lager. The can is incredible. We'll post it on our Instagram page, at Spurs and Salsa. You can find plenty of beer on there. You can find plenty of food around town. Lots of reviews on there. Over three years of reviews. Um, I really like this beer. I really, really like this beer. I like Mexican beer. And this is a very good Mexican beer. It's a lighter beer. Um, Some Mexican lagers are a little darker. This one's on the lighter side. Uh, goes down really easy. It can very well be a spring, maybe even summer beer, depending on if you're a Mexican lager guy. Uh, it will, I will say this, it will be in my rotation. When I go to HEB, this is going to be added to the list of what I'm grabbing. We did grab these at HEB, so you can get it there. But Mouse, I want to know what you think. Yeah, man, I... um. I always try to say it on here just to let everybody know, you know, or remind people. I'm not a, I'm not like a craft beer drinker. I usually keep it plain, just a little Miller Light is is what I'm drinking generally, unless it's for the show, and and you recommend something else. Yeah. And I don't think I've had a bad beer by Alamo. Like everything we've yeah. done is really Alamo's good. And good. this this one may may be my favorite of all the ones that I've done on the show. So it's 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 like you said it's light. I, I like a light beer. I don't like a dark, thick, heavy beer. So this is one that I could definitely, you know, Sunday, watching a game or just hanging out with the family, maybe on Easter, um, yeah. just kind of pound a pound a few back and, and not feel full, not feel not feel weird, and uh, and it tastes pretty well. And I feel cool drinking it because it has a cool picture on the front. It really does. It's a really cool can. I'm hoping you said Easter. I'm hoping somebody that's camped out at Brackenridge Park. Hey, if anyone's listening to this while they're at Brack, man, I'm jealous. That's one thing about San Antonio I really love, like a tradition I love. I've never done it. I know. You know, my my wife was at Brack this morning covering a story about people. This is the first time in two years that they've been allowed to camp. Yes. And they didn't let people camp tonight. Today was the first day that you can technically camp, camp overnight. So she got out there about... I don't know, eight, nine o'clock, and uh, it was already packed. That's, that's awesome. Like, I, she painted such a picture that I, she asked me if I've ever gone. I said no. And um, I was like, we're going to drive by tomorrow. Tomorrow is Saturday. We're going to make it a point to go drive through Brack. And I want to see how crazy it is because I saw the footage that she recorded, and it's nuts. Like people are out there just camping out, roping, roping it sections off um, and, and having a good time. So I'm excited for the city. Does she – it, uh, part of her story is it going to also be when did that when did that tradition start? I think the lady she interviewed was from Parks and Rec, and I think the lady might have said when it started. I think the family she interviewed, the guy said he's been going out there since he was like six, mm-hmm. and he was in his fifties. Okay, 
So I want to I want to know I want to see that story. I want to yeah. see how long it's been going on. Yeah, that that's always a cool tradition. Um, Taco Joe, who's a friend of the show, he's a UTSA super fan graduate. He said he's out there. I think I retweeted him because I was like, "This is that's dope." Like, it's just one of those yeah. traditions I just really like. I've never seen Brack the day of or before, but I know one year my boys were off of school the Monday after Easter, and I took them to the park into the Witty Museum. So I've seen the after effect, and there's tons yeah. of confetti on the ground. They clean it up real nice, but you you still see the after effects. Yeah. The- the lady she interviewed from Parks and from San Antonio Parks and Rec actually like asked people to pick up your trash, and she didn't yeah. usually do a good job. But it was like I don't know the number, but it was like so many tons of trash that they get from from Brack after was, Easter. It's it's insane the amount of trash they get. Was she speaking with Leslie Nope from Parks and Rec? Uh, I I've never seen the movie so if that or the show so if that's a. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, I thought you were gonna answer me first. No. <laughs> sorry. I wouldn't even know what to say. You gotta watch Parks and Rec. You I know. Really... I need. That's I need to see. That's an amazing it. show. It is. That's, yeah. that's a top. That's an all timer for me. But anyway, oh. I was gonna say y'all were y'all were uh, making fun of me about watching another movie, so I gotta find that movie. Um, oh, good luck. Before we go. Yeah. Oh yeah. See, you're gonna get me on a rant. For some reason, whenever I want to watch a, like a Mexican classic movie, like it's never streaming anywhere. Like, you can't even buy it on Amazon. So far, I've tried Blood and Blood Out. You cannot find that anywhere except for like a bootleg stream on YouTube. <laughs> Born in East LA, you can't find it anywhere. You can't even purchase it. Uh, do you remember the movie Mi Familia? Yeah. Can't find that anywhere. Not even streaming, not even per. And that's weird because huh. you can usually find anything on like Amazon, even if you have to buy it or rent it. Yeah. And the movie you're talking about is Price of Glory. With Jimmy Schmitz. That's a great movie. It, it's a good, it's a great movie. But good luck trying to you're gonna have to probably find a bootleg stream on YouTube or something. I don't know Maybe why go to, there's Mexican go to Blockbuster movies. Blockbuster or something. Yeah, me, Mexican movies don't make any kind of streaming. We, we might need like a Mexican Netflix or something. Yeah. <laughs> we'll have it at or a Mexican red box. We'll have it at Brackenridge. There you go. And it's just those movies. Every <laughs> <laughs> <That'd be> <laughs> All right. Well, again, give us a review, like us on our on social media, follow us. I know you're you're probably listening to us on your favorite way of listening, but you can hear us on iHeartRadio, Spotify, Google, Apple, all the major platforms. Uh, we got big things coming. We will start to have guests. I know uh, we've had requests to have guests on the show, so we will have that. But until then, have a great Easter. Make sure you drink local beer when you're down at Brack or wherever you're going to be camping out at. And as always, go Spurs, go.